Welcome to Beyond the Label podcast by the Blue Journal, where we are not defined by labels or society. Prepare to be inspired by guests who went on a non-traditional path, career choices, living abroad, relationships, self-exploration, and more. This is a safe space to be yourself unapologetically, with no limits to what we can achieve. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the Blue Journal to get your daily dose of self-love. Hi, everybody! Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Label. I am Lian, your host. Today, we are going to explore the world of luxury hospitality. Our guest today is not only a director in an award-winning lifestyle management company, Quintessentially Lifestyle, but she's also one of the most down-to-earth and grounded person I've ever met. So if you're interested to know how she does it, or if you want to know more about what is a lifestyle management company, stay tuned till the end of this interview. Now I cannot wait to introduce you all to my dear friend Giselle Tong. Hi, Giselle. Hello, everyone. It's Giselle here. So lovely to be here. So, Giselle, I know that you've worked in many industries before, including F and B, sales and marketing, and also in hospitality with many. World famous hotels. That really sounds like a journey with a lot of stories. Can you share with us a little bit of how you get to where you are? Yes, absolutely.、Uh, first of all, Liam, I really have to say thank you to you that giving me the opportunity、Aww. to share.、Um, I hope whatever I share will somehow play a bit of a、um, you know added value to whoever who listen to it because I do see that I. Assembling a mission impossible because when I look into my CV, I started as an F&B and then I work in the hotel and then I work in the、yeah. sales and then I'm in the lifestyle management company. You know, there's a lot of people say I don't know how you do it because what CV that I'm receiving is like you know ten years in the same industry like HR. You grow from the HR、yeah. from a coordinator to a manager to a director. But for me, do not be afraid. Just go and trust your guts and be brave and confident and try things out. So back to me, I stopped from F and B because my parents they own the restaurant. So I do have this food and beverage blood on me. I love talking to people, and、um, but back then when I was much younger, I don't know it's so hard to talk to people. It just come in your blood. You'd be like, yeah, how things going? It just so easy until you went to university. Apparently, then you realize, oh, there's an introvert and an extrovert. It's so different. <laughs> so yeah, I started from F and B. I worked in London for many years for one of the Michelin star restaurant in London, and then I moved to Mandarin Oriental for seven years. Start again from running an outlet, and then、I、went to sales and marketing. And guess what? Sales and marketing is also very fun. Then my VP said, "Would you be interested to do a bit of a quality management?" And that was a time where I call it an opportunity. Opportunity arises without you knowing. I have no clue what quality management looks like, and to be honest, I don't think my VP knows what it is back then either, because they never had this role before for the last fifty years. Want manager or rent to open a door? It feels so right, and to say yes to it, and I say, oh sure, I love it. It sounds so fun, but I have no clue how to do it. So let me just figure it out. And I was there for four years since. I think every opportunity comes to your way is for a reason for for us to grow. For us to spread our wing and for us to really stretch us out within our comfort zone, the thing that I learned from the quality management is also invaluable. And then after four years later, working with Forbes, working with a lot of、uh, BCP, working with a lot of、um, directors within the hotel, 
with the GM, with the hotel managers. Then Queen essentially asked me where would I be interested, and I said again, it's the same feeling, right? When my VP asked me would I like to be a quality management role from F&B to sales, and and I'm like, you know what? It will be fun. I just don't know what it is, but it will be really fun. Then I came over and quintessentially um, worked for, for the corporate, um, from the corporate space and I expanded. I changed three roles within three and a half years. Many opportunity arises and that's how I get to know many, many of very good friends, including you as well, Liam. I know you're from quintessentially, right? So it feels like if I don't answer the call or I'm not brave enough to accept the challenge or the opportunity, I think it will pass by without me realizing it. I might end up still in the restaurant, for instance, like running around. And I enjoy it, don't get me wrong. But then I think I was feeling so gutted that I didn't try out so many things. And this is where I am right now. Yeah, when I look back, it feels like every single step that you take, there is a reason behind that. It's just like you step out of your comfort zone, you expand yourself. And oh, wow, this is I'm meant to be in this particular area. So, yeah. I definitely agree that what you said about like everything is meant to be and everything happens for a reason. But I want to ask more about what makes you decide that it's a good decision or what makes you want to take an opportunity? Because I think there's definitely a lot of opportunities around, but it's just a matter of knowing or not that suits you. Like, do you know or do you just have a gut feeling? I guess for me is very much... I've touched base in my heart very much. Like I could feel if this is the right thing for me. For instance, back in every opportunity that I receive, then of course I'll use my head to evaluate the pros and cons, you know, what it looks like, et cetera. But then truly from when I connected to the heart, there is a small still voice and saying, hey, be brave, just go ahead and yeah. this will be fun. Let's say for Quinn, essentially, I came for an interview. If I just look into, think about this, I have a really nice office when I was in MO. I looking yeah. into Chanel One Cleave, overlooking the Satu Square, beautiful and blah, blah. Then I came here. Again, it's a nice, beautiful office too, but compared to MO, it wasn't in that scale. But when I came in, um, the back then, the MD was here, um, the CEO was here, and they are so welcoming, so warm. Mm. Because Mandarin, you don't get to see the CEO all the time, right? They pass by a couple of times a year, but then you don't have that connections with them because there's so many people along the line. So here I'm like, wow, this is really, really good. I like this. I like this sort of um, management style where it's no longer going to be an MNC. You're in entrepreneurship and I'm ready for that call. Yeah. So maybe 10 years ago, I might not be ready for the call because I still enjoying those structural process and all that. So that for me is so special. I just, I'm attracted by the people in essentially. I think one of the reasons why I say yes to it is because of the people. Will yeah. you also say that it is because from what I heard, it's also you believe in the values of the company and also the type of surrounding that you want to engage yourself in? Oh yeah, totally. I think no matter what we do, fundamentally, it's not only about the pay, right? It's also about yeah. the value. It's really about the value. If I feel this job no longer fulfilled my own core value, then I think yeah. it's a time for me to move on too. Because I do believe what I do right now is really, really meaningful. We are here to help people. You know, we're running a membership club and all that. Put it on the side, as we call it more like a, a facade label. But truly deep down, we have witnessed that how much we help the individual from someone who desperately looking for help to maintain, you know, harmony or the arrangement of the trip, how to place their kid to the right school, you know, how to engage. And they have so much difficulty to really get this more puzzle in together. It's just all of that. Sometimes I do feel 
there is a reason why this sort of industry is still around, and it will be around, yeah. you know, for the longest time because people are longing for this sort of um, this small touch and this personal connection. Yeah. Same thing with Mandarinto. That when my VP asked me to do the quality, I'm like, gosh. I'm thinking I'm going to be one man band, and my customer no longer going to be the guest. It will be all the exco, it will be all the decision maker within within the hotel. So it's a really different role that I'm going to be one man band, no team. I used to run team before, and it it was good. It really trained me to look into data, to look into insight, yeah. and I learned so much with people management during that role, the four years, and as a quality person, because you're dealing with a lot of very clever and professional individual. At the same time, you can't tell them that you're not good enough, right? Because yes. it's not your role to tell them. But you have to drive them without them knowing you're driving them. I mean, this is such an amazing skill that I have learned. Because <laughs> it's so hard, right? Because at the same time, you don't want to step into their toes, but you want them to perform. Then, but how are you going to do that? So it's by empathy, it's by compassion. Yeah, no, that is actually really useful because I think nowadays a lot of people, like in whatever position in a company, they overthink a lot. But sometimes the most important thing is just to go back to your heart and to yeah, just really speak from your heart and to react from your heart. And I think people would appreciate you doing that. Yeah, and I guess you know, don't take it too personally. I mean, what I learned also when you take it too personally, it doesn't mean you're thinking too much because people really don't care about. It. And second, it will be everyone's want to do the best job ever. But then, when everyone's having their own opinion, then it is not going to work, right? And yeah. if we treat this individual with grace, really listening to away from what they have said, sometimes the word could be so harsh. But go deep, yeah. go very deep. Why this person saying these statements, and what is the reason behind it? So take away all those motivations and all those politics and all that. Fundamentally, no one's going to do a really bad job, but then they don't know how to communicate. Sometimes that's why yeah. some of them just being like, "No, cannot do. I'm not going to do this for you," and that's it. You know, done deal. And if I'm a person who will fight back, then we both are going to have a war, right? But yeah. I think this is where you know. I think the mindfulness and wellness part of, of the practice for myself, I've cultivated a very calm mind. There's no point to go through that. I mean, sometimes I do feel a little bit, oh gosh, upset. Why things doesn't go my way? But then it doesn't have to go my way all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a lot of people have said things that they don't entirely mean, but it was just like at the heat of the moment. Yes, and it actually reflects a lot more deeper, and like including insecurities and confidence, like. It's not just about what the person says, but it's really important to be like compassionate and to understand more about why the person is saying that. Correct, correct. Yes, correct. I guess sometimes words is so dangerous. It just doesn't mean that way, but it projecting that way. Something even worse, worse is you don't have even a chance to talk. People are like WhatsApping, like emailing. You have some cultural biases with your typing style. It makes the whole issue even more, you know, not being helpful at all. So wow, that is actually really, really useful tips in the workplace, and also I think for anyone who's been working for a long time or just started to work, it's really important to bear these in mind. And I think this also applies to like your mindset and mental health. So I want to ask more about: Do you have your own set of mindset or mindfulness practice that helped you? Like for example, you just said you've cultivated a very calm. Towards work, so do you have any advice on that? Oh yes, definitely, definitely. It doesn't come easy though. I mean, I went to this journey when I was 
very, very much burned out from the previous job. The pressure that I receive, I just don't get it. Why people just don't work together and why can't things go into this way and that way, etc. And suddenly I always believe when the student is ready, the teacher will arrive itself. I just randomly Google trying to get some book to read and I <laughs> and I found this a really good book called Shift Happen from Robert Holden. Then I bought this book, Audible, because I don't do reading. I do reading. I don't have that patience to read a book like a whole lot. So I do an Audible book all the time. So before I go to work, I do. I listen. I mean, the content of the book, it was so, so spooky because it feels so real of how I feel. It's about how the ego react, how the true self react, and it's all that. I mean, oh gosh, I'm like, are you for real? You seem to know what I'm thinking. This is too dangerous. This is so crazy. Then I kind of so keen to explore more who is this person why on earth that he knows what i'm thinking in the book (laughs) and the more that i dig into this aspect and i know so much more about mindfulness and meditation comes in and how people doing how people practicing how the thoughts reacting all that so for me personally i do meditations daily i do meditations five minutes back then five years ago all the way now i'm doing 15 to 20 minutes set yeah daily Again, who those who have not been to this journey, like my husband, he's like, meditation, you're crazy. I cannot. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, five minutes feels like five hours. I still remember yeah. back then. But then it's all about training your mind endurance. Imagine someone paying a personal trainer to train their body. Meditation yeah. is here for you to train your mind. It's to train your mind to calm down, my friend. Okay, to train yeah. your mind to take a little deep breath. You are not going anywhere, but just right here, right now. Yes, it's being present, right? Yes, it's being present, and I found it so so helpful. And of course, I do a lot of um reading in this aspect, and I also go for a workshop and retreat uh, twice a year. Oh wow! So, on the topic of like wellness and mindfulness, do you have any upcoming plans yourself um to pursue more in this area? I have actually. I just finishing two online courses recently one is about love it's about yeah seven expressions of love and the other one is about yoga nidra how it's about integrative yoga mindfulness yoga how do people react to a certain things and how do our body react to fear and how do we build confidence and all that and recently i just enrolled a course about enneagram it's because of all those things going on in terms of the blm movement and all that so i feel it resonates me a lot of this racism words. It's so big to the point, it's not only about BLM, right? It's about also, you know, Asian. We also gone through a heck of a lot of uh, hard work. And, That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so I enrolled this course, that the, the course called Enneagram by Grace. So as I mentioned earlier, how do we listening to someone with grace? It is so easy to say, but it's also very hard to do, right? So to have great being graceful means that you're accepting the person who they really are. So let's say I have a team of almost 20, then each one of them having a very different character. I have to accept who they are exactly. And same thing with my husband. I have to accept who he is exactly. But I also have expectations and have expectations, meaning that you will have disappointment. So (laughs) meditation has helped me a lot that I just going back to the present let's just not expect too much let them you know i drive them the way that i would like to drive them but then in terms of like relationship i just let my husband be and then things will just fall in easily when i don't have so much expectation yeah would you say it's more trusting like trusting that good things will happen 
I believe so. I believe so. I think you nail it. I guess to have that hope, some people call it faith. The things will work out at the end. Just like when you see Star Wars, right? I mean, there will, there's a Dark Vader and there's also a Jedi and there's a lot of fighting going through. It was just such a disaster and the Dark conquering so much. But ultimately, the hope is still there, right? Peace be with you. And when that hope is not gone from your heart, then there's a fire that's burning. And I do believe it. Even right now, unprecedented time, I still have so much hope for humanity. I still have so much hope for the company, for people in general. That is actually really good to hear because hope is so important in this time, like in society and in the world, especially with like COVID and everything that's happening. A lot of people have given up and people need to be reassured that we need to be hopeful and we need to have faith in ourselves and in everyone else. Yeah, well, I think the most easy technique I can teach everyone is if you want to live a better life, do not trust a single thing of what you're thinking of because your thought is just imagination. If we can do that, there's no issue anymore, right? Because think about think about our thought. Our thought is going around, I don't know how many thousands of thoughts. It evolve very much on past and future. Past is about, oh gosh, I, I can do better. There's some sort of a regret what has been done, which you can't stop. And there's about future, then it could be so exciting, but it could be so fearful. It's in an unknown space, especially in this moment, the energy level is so unknown and so uncertain. And it's not a comfortable place for many of us to be. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So many reasons for us to be miserable. We're like, you know, what's going on? Oh, you know, Brook Brothers just closed no, last month. I feel like, what, Brook Brothers? Are you kidding me? So <laughs> things just happen without us knowing, right? I guess that fundamentally, if you don't believe too much on your doors that the world is going to be cuckoo and going to be completely gone very soon, yeah. I guess um, we will live much more, you know. Well, at the end of the day, encounter blessing also very important, you know, be grateful and what we have. So, yeah. Oh, and I know that you've also just completed your coaching course, right? Yes, yes. I, well, I completed coaching course for a while now. I, I didn't practice them properly. I mean, 2017, I went to, took 120 hours coaching training. I graduated right before I joined Queen Essentially. So when I joined Queen Essentially, I used a technique, but very much on a mentorship. And recently I thought, you know, maybe it's a time for me to do some volunteer work where I could coach someone who I'd be able to help. And at the same time, I could just shape up my coaching skills. So I think I would do that. I would put aside four hours per month and to coach yeah. um, university students or someone who might be able to benefit from my experience, for instance. So, yeah. Yeah, because just hearing everything that you just said, I felt like it was almost like a coaching session. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like everything what you said about advising the workplace and also you're really empowering when you talked about the hope aspect and it's so nice to hear it you know like from someone with your experiences in the corporate world because I think a lot of people now who are working a corporate job are really feeling a little bit miserable and out of control and uncertain with all the economic situation and COVID so it's just really reassuring to hear it from you oh thank you it's very sweet of you Thank you for listening to Beyond the Label. In this short break, I want to introduce you all to another podcast that I like called Choose Your Struggle. Each year, one in four adults suffer from mental illness and 200,000 people pass away from suicide, substance misuse, and mental illness. 
This is a very real issue happening around the world, and for some of us who seem to be so far away from it, the least we can do is to be aware of the problem and learn to know what we can do to make a difference. Tune into Choose Your Struggle podcast, hosted by Jay Schiffman, to know more. One of the items there in my bucket list is to do a TED talk eventually. So. And I think, yes, I I just need to have some more content to, I think fundamentally, I would like to give back to the community also. I think it's important for us to, there is a reason why we are here on the earth as a human and not as an animal, right? So we are here to give back to the community, to help each other. That's why the core principle, whatever I do in terms of the job, apart from taking monthly pay, is to really be able to make a little difference. doesn't matter the size. It could be small yeah. or big, but you are helping someone. For instance, Leanne, yeah, what you do right now, you are also somehow helping people, right, beyond the label. Oh, you, you're, trying yeah. to, you're trying to put people back to the ground, not yeah. flying up high in the sky, because then the higher they fly, then they kind of lost their essence to become who they really are. And it's important yeah. to know how to fly up and how to be grounded. I definitely think that, especially with the social media age, everything is flying so high up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't know how to remind themselves of why they started or what they truly believe in anymore. Yeah, I do talk about the social media. It's super interesting. You know, when you're reading social media, sometimes it's so informative, but sometimes it's really upsetting. Because, I mean, I can share with you my experience. I'm upsetting. Why can't I get that bag? Why can't I go to that beach? Why can't my husband bought me that flowers? I know. I'm like, gosh, it's so miserable. But the thing is, it's so addictive. Like you're having a smoke. You just want to go around and see more, but become so miserable. And I'm like, I'm giving up. I try to cut down my Instagram browsing (laughs) these days. I'll be conscious what you see, you know. Yeah, exactly. Everyone is trying to filter out the bad and the reality of their life on social media and just... Of course, they will only post, you know, their beaches, their vacations, and no one's really talking about how hard they're working. But I think like people should show that side of themselves too. I feel that too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people start doing this movement when they post how they feel about the whole things in a much more spiritual way. And people are very much authentic. There's some of them, not all. I think because of all this COVID, um, there is a massive awakening going on. And people feel, is that really true that what I see? And they start questioning, maybe it is not true. Because back then, I could just buy all the garments, the most beautiful brand that I can. But now, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? That's like the positivity that comes from COVID. Like People are starting to question their old way of life. And also with sustainability, now people are thinking more about how to preserve the earth, everything we have. Yeah, that is like the bright side yes. to look at things. Yes, correct. Yeah. Do we need that much? I think there was a yeah. question, right? I don't think we need that much anymore because if you have enough, then it's enough. So as I said, it's not easy to have this hope consistently. Sometimes it's just like, oh gosh, the world looks so, so ugly. But I, yeah. I mean, fundamentally, I think we are born to love, right? Yeah. So it depends. How do we use our time to share that and to help each other? I think it's so important. I mean, if I'm going to tell my husband this, he's a very practical person. He might say, yeah, I don't think so. People don't think the way that you think. I said, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But if I just follow people, what they think, then, you know, I'm just the same, those people. Yeah. So, 
it doesn't really matter. I think something small showing, you know, give compliments, give gratitude and be grateful in something yeah. small. We'll be able to you know, exchange the energy. I remember like Tuesday, I went out with two of my really, really good girlfriends. So three of us was really, really down. We were physically tired and mentally could also burn out. And we were just like, oh my God, so tired, this and that. And the more that we share, we basically three of us holding hand and we lift our energy up. And by the time that we left the place, we feel so energetic. I cannot tell you the miracle that I received that yeah. night. I feel so grateful. And we step out. It was raining. By the time they were set into a car, it stopped raining. It happened to me this morning as well. Yeah. I step out of my door. It's not raining. By the time that I came into the office, it's pouring rain. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Something like this. I feel grateful for. I don't need a big miracle in my life. Something like that. It's a sign that is thing is good, is beautiful. Yeah. You are loved. I think these actually happen a lot in our lives, like in very little things. It's like the universe's way of telling us that we're loved, but we just need to be aware and notice it because sometimes we're so focused on our own problems and on like things that are not going well and we don't notice these good things mm-hmm. that are happening yeah i can't agree more absolutely that's why meditation kicks in meditation is yeah. training your mind to be present that hello in front of you you look at it you know there's something you, that you can celebrate but when we were so occupied by the past or the future you just have no time to think about oh my god this is a small little gift that i receive <laughs> yeah <laughs> Speaking of love and like all the good things, so I would like to ask you a question that I ask every guest on this podcast. So it's mm-hmm. to tell us something that you love about yourself. I love who I am. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I love who I am. I also love life. I love life because for me, a person, a life is the greatest gift that the universe, you can call it divine, you can call it God, whatever things that people resonate with, is the biggest gift ever that the universe has given us. And there shall be no reason why we should waste that life, this essence of life. This is from my heart, from my head. I can tell you, I love the way that I communicate with people. I connect with people quite well. So it's also a gift from the divine. (laughs) No, it's so important to connect back with your heart and to feel exactly what you're feeling basically (laughs) yeah yeah well so thank you so much Giselle for sharing everything and it was just really powerful I'm feeling goosebumps right now well I hope so I hope so again I really thankful that you give me this platform to share things I didn't prepare anything that I wanted to say because as I discussed you know let the flow guide us see what we comes up and hopefully you know, the audience will find the message resonate them in a way, maybe not right now immediately, but in the future, perhaps those words will just suddenly, you know, kicks in. <laughs> I completely agree. Like sometimes when you hear something, you're like, uh, okay, I'll listen it for now. And then when you goes back, it's like, wow, yeah. I finally understand it. Yeah, we wish you all the best with your job and with your upcoming coaching. We're so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Label. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow our Instagram at The Blue Journal for your daily dose of self-love.